Alright, look. So I obviously just can't stay away. So I'm not going to. I'm gonna do I've been doing a little looking around, a little researching on this updated anchor platform and there's just so much now you can add bonus episodes you can add trailer episodes so this morning's little shindig was a trailer episode into what's going to happen tonight that's so awesome that you can do that now so i'm also going to take advantage with some some of these updates and give you a bonus episode here real fast okay i had kyle call me and ask me a couple questions, just some random questions, just to get things back rolling. Uh, I was, it actually worked out perfect because I was giving you my ticks this morning and he actually sent me these questions right when I was doing it. So I was able to put together some stuff, but it actually doesn't have anything to do with fantasy football or anything like that per se. Nothing that really goes with tonight's episode. So I wasn't going to use them for that episode, but I will real fast just post these two questions. The second question is actually hilarious. Uh, I, I, you'll see why. It's, you, you know, it's all very authentic footage uh, here at Nick's Tick. So I'll go ahead and post this first question, answer it, reply, post it, all that good stuff. Stick with me. Here we go. Hey, Nick, it's been a while, man. You know, things have been busy doing this and that over the summertime, but football is upon us. So I had a couple questions for you, dude. Uh, how do you feel about this Dak deal, him turning down $30 million and the fact that the Cowboys offered him $30 million. That just seems crazy to me that he wants $40 million and he's probably not even worth a quarter of that. So I'm curious about that, dude. And also, I am curious to see what you think about Kyler Murray and what about... This Duke quarterback that lit up the field, Daniel Jones for the Giants. I'm just curious, man. Hit me back. Always enjoy the questions. We'll get we'll get right to it. The Dak deal, thirty million. They had to offer him something, right? This is how I look at it. They had to offer him something just to get the ball rolling, just to get things moving. I'm torn on it because to me, Zeke is so much more important to the team as far as like team success. So I'm torn on how I feel about paying him more than 30 million. Although, you know, we are in an age where the quarterback next quarterback extension is going to top the next quarterback extension. And, and so each quarterback is in line basically to become the highest paid quarterback. I think where the Cowboys are conflicted and I agree with them on this is that Dak is not, He's not as good as these quarterbacks that are getting this highest paid. He's not as good as Patty Mahomes. He's not as good as Aaron Rodgers. He's not as good as, you know, the the Breeze and Belichick's. You know what I mean? I just don't think he's not, you know, he's mobile and he's had flashes of greatness every once in a while. You know, they've been a playoff team. But I just think that if you don't have Dak in that offense, I just don't think it works as well. I mean, like, he can use his legs and stuff like that. I get it. He's valuable, but he's just not, you know, I don't think he's over $30 million valuable. But you got to lock him up, though, because if you lose him, then you've got bigger things to worry about. So then you don't have a quarterback, and you, your running back's future is uncertain. I think the Cowboys more or less need Zeke than they do Dak. That's where the confliction is happening, and I agree with it. Uh, I Again, I, I'm with you. I don't think he's worth $30 million. Um, but they've got to figure something out. They have to keep him. They have to keep him. They have to keep him and Zeke. So it'll be curious. Curious to see how it goes down, what goes down. Hopefully it happens before the regular season starts. 
Uh, Zeke falls right around in line for the fifth pick, which is what I have in our league. So, fingers crossed on that one, my guy. And we're moving right along. So, my guy. Uh, those are my thoughts on Dak. Uh, yeah, I think we can both agree that we're not super high on him, um, which I think the proof is in the pudding. Uh, you know, he hasn't had his inconsistent moments, but we're done with him. We'll move on to the next quarterback on your list, Kyler Murray, number one overall pick to the Arizona Cardinals. You know, my expectations, although high for Kyler, uh, they're a little more limited. Um, I think that Kingsbury is going to... I think I, I, I'm not expecting... Arizona to come out and him throw the ball 30 times a game. I'm not even expecting him to come out and throw the ball, like, unless they're trailing badly 25 times a game, 20, 25 times a game. You know, I think they're going to stick to David Johnson, which they absolutely should. They need to grind that ball out, get him back to that top three tier level of running back that everybody knows he is, and let Kyler get some runs in there, get, you know, let him some short, shrink the playbook a little bit that makes him, you know, use his body size to his advantage. Quick passes, you know, not so much the deep stuff, because, I mean, you got an aging Larry Fitzgerald over there. Christian Kirk was a rookie last year, promising talent, but, you know, let's face it, overall, you don't have a whole lot over any outstanding receivers over there that go up and get the long ball, so compact it a little bit. Make things smaller for the guy. After all, he is a very small player, but he's a good player. I think he's got a ton of potential, and if you can just break him in slowly, kind of like how Cleveland did with Baker. It kind of came in and allowed him to get a feel for it. Didn't make him, you know, do a whole lot of passing. And then finally when he warmed up, you know, he got a feel for the game speed and everything and the timing of it. He was able to, you know, come out of his shell. And I think eventually, yeah, you, that, that's how you'll do Kyler. I think Kyler's a supreme athlete. So, I mean, you, you, you know, anytime he can use his legs and get him comfortable using his legs, I think is a huge asset. So, although I am expecting big things from him, got a ton of potential, uh, my... I, I'm I'm limiting myself on expectations, uh, just for the time being, just because you know he's you know just the only other comparable quarterback is Russell Wilson, and you know that's a lot of weight to carry as far as being compared to a man who hasn't even thrown one regular season NFL snap. So, you know, high potential, limited expectations, my guy. All right, last, but definitely not least, my fella, of these three quarterback uh, expectations, you got my sister, Mr. Daniel Jones, drafted by the New York Giants, my expectations, you know, honestly, and I mean this with all seriousness, I think my expectations of him are probably a little more higher than that of Murray. Um, just because it's, let's be honest, it's only going to be a matter of time before Eli gets benched. He won't play the entire season. Um, I'm honestly expecting it around like week five or six. Um, if you, if I had, if I had the Giants schedule up, I could tell you why, why I had facts around that. I think, um, it, but yeah, I think it's just only a matter of time before Daniel Jones steps into that, uh, role and just his backstory with the Mannings too. Like he's not. This is not when he was drafted. It's not the first time that he's hung out with Eli and Peyton and stuff. Like he was actually a friend of the families and been to their camps and stuff. So I think that the work that he's doing with Eli and stuff, 
you know what I mean? He's, Eli certainly has enough to offer experience-wise and knowledge-wise, so I think it's going to be easier for Daniel Jones to be brought up through that New York Giants system because Eli is still basically that veteran player that can still show you how to do things, actively, physically show you how to do things. Um, and I just think that, you know, Eli just doesn't have it, so eventually he will realize that he's going to have to step down, and then I think that he's not a big ego kind of guy, so I think that that transition will be easier for Daniel Jones because he's got a helpful uh, friend in Eli Manning. So I, I'm actually expecting bigger things once Daniel Jones gets the reins to that QB1 spot. I think it's going to happen sooner than later. I'm excited about it. Got a good big arm. He had so far, so I mean, we've only seen one week of preseason, but he looked good, you know, pocket, throw, throw, throwing well in the pocket. Good body. I keep forgetting how big he is. Um, but I'm excited about Daniel Jones. New York is kind of struggling right now on the offense side. Really, it's just... Saquon over there, which I mean, I think we're all expecting massive things from Saquon, but got to get him some help over there. You know, uh, all currently all New York Giants receivers are dealing with something right now, whether it's Golden Tate with facing fa- appealing the four game suspension, uh, Sterling Shepard. What I can't remember. Uh, was it a broken wrist? And then uh, Corey Coleman, who's also out for the year, too, uh, with an ACL, I think. And then Shepard has a broken wrist. I think that's where it is. I think. Not sure. But otherwise, there's not much over there except for Saquon and Eli and Daniel. Yeah, Evan Ingram, very talented uh, tight end too, who actually could carry quite a big load in these upcoming first regular season weeks because of the injuries and the suspension. So I'm excited about it. Got high expectations for Daniel Jones, my guy. Uh, just have to wait and see. It's a wait and see game of him. Uh, it's only a matter of time before he gets those reins. Really now it's just coming down to project- projections uh, of when it'll happen. You know, week six, I've heard some say it'll be earlier than that. I've heard some say that he'll start. I definitely don't think he'll start. You got to see what Eli has as far as experience and everything like that. But I can see if I'm going to drop two first games of the season, they can really start thinking about sliding old Jonesy, their first round draft pick in that QB one role. So stay tuned. Very interested and intrigued on this guy, Mr. Daniel Jones, the New York giants, high upside, high expectations, only a matter of time. So that was the first question. It was one question with three parts that I had to answer. Three quarterbacks concerning uh, oh, Kyle over there at Sports with Kyle. So hope that those answers, predictions, expectations helped you out. My guy, look forward to talking about them a little more with you later on. Perhaps if there's time. I'm going to go on to the next question, next uh concern of O'Kyle's. This one, there's, I don't want to call it a blooper because we're going to keep it all. Everything's authentic here at Nick's Ticks, and that's what makes us so successful among our eight listeners here at the Ticks. So I'm going to post this next question. Uh, Kyle gets a little worked up. You, you could certainly tell the excitement in his voice during this question. So have a listen. I will have my response and reaction afterwards. Let's get into it. Nick, shooting you another question here. I'm curious, what do you think about Antonio Brown now? You think he's going to be a bust for... Had a moment there. You think he's going to be a bust for the Raiders, or do you think he's going to end up coming and balling out? I just don't know, man. I feel like he brought that drama to him, and I just don't think the car is a quarterback like Big Ben was to put the ball in his hand. Well, Kyle, Kyle, my 
wonderful analyst in the field. Woo! Had a moment there. <laughs> that, that was the best question slash take anyone's ever recorded on my show. And I can't thank you enough for not deleting it and just rolling with it because that's what we're all about here at Nick's Take. Nick Sticks is the authenticity. No retakes. Beautiful. Beautifully released, my man. You know what? You go ahead and you just take your moment because it was beautiful for radio. And now that I have gotten out of my system, we can move on with your question, my guy. Listen, I got some serious takes on this A-B situation, my fella. Serious, serious takes. Quite frankly, I think the Antonio Brown situation is horse, horse, horse manure, okay? Given the fact that Antonio Brown is arguably one of the best receivers the NFL has ever seen, okay? He has the attitude and the mindset of one of the bitchiest toddlers I've ever seen. I've never seen a toddler that bitchy before, right? I'm, 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 I'm so sick of it. He is so good. And, but he's, his head is just not where it needs to be to be that top tier receiver. Like he's just, I honestly don't even have, I don't even have a prediction for you what's going on in Oakland. Like I think he was supposed to check into training camp today. The NFL denied his appeal to use his own helmet, but he still said that he was going to show up after threatening retirement. Like, dude, what, what are you doing? Causing all this hoopla and all this drama, threatening to retire, still got denied. And then you're okay. Oh, I'll just check back in. Like, bro, what are you doing? You look like an idiot. I mean, just just ball out. You, you've got children who are looking up to you. You've got kids who want to be exactly who you are. You, you know what I mean? And but he, he doesn't care because he's a millionaire. He doesn't need the he doesn't need the game. Doesn't need the game. The game will go on without you too, guy. Like we certainly don't want to. Like you're a spectacle, my guy. You're you're a physical specimen in the truest sense of the word. But his head is just not right. Like it's it's just this is just. It's annoying. It's absolutely annoying. It's it's absolutely annoying to like just watch him gallivant around and just think that all this is okay and just staying away from the team and like I mean honestly I can see him and Carr not having a good connection because he's not there. He's not there. He's not his head is elsewhere. He's worried about other things. Like I can just see it not working. But I mean then again it's Antonio Brown. And Derek Carr's I think his strongest asset is he's a good deep ball thrower. So I mean that's how you're gonna make your money, then you, you got to show up first. You got to show up to training camp. got to show up to practices. got to build some sort of rapport with your team. And I just have not seen that. Sounds like the front office is frustrated. John Gruden, an older coach we know, does not take any bull. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting nonetheless, my guy. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I'm not thrilled about it. I don't like the whole Antonio Brown circus games that we've been watching. I think it's garbage. I think it's garbage for the league. I think it's hurting his image. It just shouldn't be like that, Okay. Thanks so much for your wonderful call question, Kyle. I hope this helps you. To be continued, my guy. Well, hey, listen. Thanks for tuning in for this little bonus episode answering Kyle's questions, concerns. Had a good laugh in it. I know I did. I'm going to post this little bonus, bonus episode. And I'm going to get back to Kyle. And then uh, hopefully a little later, ladies and gentlemen, after we close the old uh, job down, we'll have a little phone call with Kyle. We'll go over some fantasy. Uh, He's 
I got in touch with him early so that he could plan his top 10 fantasy players and talk those and go over those and maybe differentiate where we where we differ or where we have similar interests. So stay tuned for that. Thanks so much. Had a lot of fun with this episode here today. So uh, stay tuned, guys. Thanks for listening. This is Nick Sticks signing off for now.